Hi, this is Elaine. We've hosted guest experts on impactparents.com every week since 2011. And since 2017, they've been podcast style interviews. Now we're dipping into those archives to share these fascinating conversations with leading world experts on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, your online resource for raising complex kids. And we are here today with our guest, Marianne Ritchie, who's a licensed school psychologist from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Welcome, Marianne. It's so good to have you here. Well, thank you. Great to be with you. It's so exciting. Marion and I have known each other for a few years now. We met, I think, at a chat conference, if I recall. And she right. has, uh, as I say, she's a licensed school psychologist in private practice in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. She has a wide range of public school experience, from, ranging from teaching to administration in all ages. Uh, she was selected as Florida's School Psychologist of the Year in 2012, and she's spoken at national and international conferences. She speaks on ADHD, executive functioning, and learning disabilities. And she's co-authored a number of books on ADHD and executive function. We've got most of them, I think, and we'll have all of them soon, listed on our website in our, in our recommended reading section. Um, she wrote a book called On Raising Boys with ADHD and another one on Raising Girls with ADHD. Um, she's written one on executive function, uh, one I love called Focus Dad, Succeeding in Raising a Child with ADHD, where every chapter is a five-minute read, so that's really nice and accessible. And her most recent book is titled Stressed Out, Solutions to Help Your Child Manage and Overcome Stress. And that is really what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome, Marianne. It's so thrilled to have you here, and let's dive in and talk about helping complex kids manage stress in a stressful world. Okay. I think we all are very aware of the fact that stress is something that we run into on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and if we think about our complex kids, you know, sometimes they can just be easily overwhelmed by too much stress. And uh, I read an article in South Florida Parenting Magazine that called this the age of the terrible twos, T-O-O-S. And it said too, there's too many demands on parents' time, so they have less time for that, that valuable parent-child interaction. There's too much pressure for kids to perform in school on testing and organized activities. And then there's too little time for them to relax and daydream and play. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I thought that really summed it up. It really does. You know, and I'm thinking as you and I are having this conversation now, we're, um, we're following a wake of some serious 
external events that have been happening in the world. And, you know, people may be listening to this at a very different time, but, you know, there's been a lot of, of uh, hurricanes and fires and sort of scary stuff out there. So there's what's happening in our lives, and then there's sort of what's happening outside of them that also creates a whole bunch of stress. Exactly. And, uh, you know, the topic itself, um, and what you just mentioned shows uh, how variable it is. You know, there are internal stressors that have to do with a, a person's temperament. And then there are all kinds of external stressors um, that we have no control over. But what we do have control over and can help kids learn is how to respond to those things like hurricanes or fires or, you know, some kind of traumatic that we can't control. We, we still can control our own thought process about it and how we think about it. Yeah, I, and, I often say you, yeah, can't res- I, you can't change what happens, but you can control. You can't control what happens. You can control how you respond to what happens. Right, right. And I think, uh, you know, an analogy that I uh, like to think of about stress shows that the critical thing is how long you hold on to it. In uh, mindful schools, a psychologist gave an example of a glass of water. And if you hold it for a minute, there's not a problem. If you hold it for an hour, it begins to be aggravating. If you hold it for a whole day, your arm is probably paralyzed. So I think stress is very much like that. If we can help children learn to, you know, develop coping mechanisms that allow them to not have it weigh them down and continue to be a presence in their lives day in and day out, you know, we've done a great service for them. Yeah. You know, I um, totally hear that. Yeah. So, so what are some of this? I'm not sure where you want to go with this. This is about identifying what the stressors are or what, what parents can do to help kids learn to manage it or both. Well, maybe talk a little bit about both. And first of all, I just want to highlight the fact that some stress can be very positive and can propel the child forward, Mm. you know, like giving them motivation and energy to do something they might not necessarily have done. And that's there's actually a term for that called eustress. It's the right amount of stress. And what's that term again? Say that again. Eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. And I think an example of when we might see that is when a child with ADHD uh, might wait until the very last minute to do something, but then be highly motivated to get it done. So that's, you know, when stress, not that we want them to wait till the last minute, but you sort of see that positive stress kick in in certain instances like that. And distress is when it becomes overwhelming. And, you know, all we know about the brain, you know, shows that when that happens, you know, the brain really um, is not able to function effectively and we're not able to use, you know, problem solving to figure out how to handle things, you know, reflexively. Mm -hmm. You know, we're more reactive. So in, in terms of um, looking at stress in our children, you know, we have to think of, you know, about so many variables and there are very different levels of stressors from something like a test versus the, something life-threatening like the illness or, or death of a, a family member. Age of the child is really important, their personality and temperament, 
and then their life experiences. For example, with uh, bullying, if a child experiences that but ha doesn't have a history of that, then likely it's not going to be as stressful as it might be had, had they had many negative experiences with that. And then their support system is a variable too. And that's where, you know, family and um, support system in schools can really um, make a difference. Mm -hmm. But um, and the, the, we also need to be very mindful, too, about the developmental stages. And, and that can, um, thinking about how stress might affect, like, a younger child and how you might determine if it's uh, becoming an issue would be, you know, things like if a child regresses to an earlier stage, um, if they're showing excessive fear of things like monsters uh, that they hadn't in the past, if there's frequent crying, and even, you know, sometimes aggression can be rooted um, in anxiety. And that's something that mm -hmm. I think people don't always really think about when a child's really acting out. Something that has to be really ruled out is, is it coming from a root of anxiety? Mm -hmm. And obviously things like, you know, uh, night terrors uh, would be a sign. And, and with um, older children, you know, sometimes uh, things that might indicate concern would be excessive uh, worry about things like germs or intruders. Uh, again, uh, sometimes explosive anger is an indicator refusal to go to school, hurting themselves in some way, making a lot of self-injurious comments, withdrawal, those, you know, somatic complaints. So those are all signs that, that we need to take a closer look. Mm -hmm. So we've got eustress, we've got distress, we've got re mm -hmm. sort of reinforced stress or, or signs that, that stress are sort of lingering or causing other behaviors. Right. 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 So what do we do with that information? If we recognize that our kids are distressed or, or seem to be holding on to stress, then what? Okay. Well, you know, there's so much material um, available of, to help parents educate their children about stress. You know, and even children as young as three or four can begin to label feelings and understand what causes them to feel in a certain way. So, you know, you really want to help your child become more mindful of, of what's impacting them and how it's impacting them and then help them to, to become problem solvers, to help them understand there are usually solutions to problems and teach them techniques, you know, brainstorming, you know, or other ways of figuring out ways to handle something proactively and not just standing by and, and not, you know, doing nothing about it. One thing I think is so important for parents to realize is that how they handle stress in their own lives is so important um, in terms of the way they model for their children. And uh, I've, I've heard sayings that say, you know, what, what parents actually do is, is far more important than what they say. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, parents are definitely role models for their children. And, you know, somebody cuts 
you off in traffic and you're cursing and screaming, uh, that, that's giving a message to your child and um, that maybe you're not handling stress in a positive way. And if that right. happens, yeah, I think communicating is, is really important and say, look, you know, uh, mommy or daddy really flew off the handle and, and that, that wasn't a helpful way for me to handle somebody cutting me off. And in the future, I'm going to try to be more mindful and think about a, a more proactive response. So, you know, when you mess up like that, it, it's important to acknowledge it and, mm-hmm. and, you know, talk to your child about it. Well, you know, what jumps out at me from what you're saying, Marianne, is that, you know, we think so much as parents about what do we do to help our kids and what do we need to do to our kids or for our kids or teach our kids. But what you're really saying, and it's so much about what we do here at Impact ADHD, is, is that, you know, one of the best ways to take care of our kids is to take care of ourselves. You know, one of the ways to help Absolutely. kids to manage stress is to learn to manage it ourselves, to whether it's yoga or mindfulness or, you know, running or coffee or, you know, with friends or whatever it is, is to pay attention to ourselves as a way of modeling self-care for our kids and also staying calm for them and teaching them how to Right. And, you know, it's important, once, you know, to explore your own passions and, and to have downtime for yourself as a parent because those are tools, too, that are helpful for kids in managing stress. Like if they have a passion where they can lose themselves for a half an hour, that does a lot for the brain in terms of, you know, helping it mitigate some of the um, stressful situations that might have happened during the day, you know, just helping the body get to homeostasis and you know, relaxing. Yeah, um, so, I've mean, often you know, heard it described as sort of it's it's keeping the fuel tank full, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And you know, it's important, I think, too. Um, as as a public school employee for many years, I saw a lot of children really stressed out by unrealistic uh, parental expectations. Mm-hmm. And so, so, not not everybody can be an A student, and especially if your child has complex learning needs. If they're doing the best they can and putting forth their best effort, then that's that's all you can expect. So I think having um, expectations that not everyone is going to be perfect, every child has their own strengths is really critical in, in helping kids find those strengths mm-hmm. and um and using, you know, positive self-talk about them. Like if they struggle in math, you know, sometimes it's very helpful. And I actually have said this to myself because math wasn't a strength. You know, I may not be great in math, but I'm really good at this. Right. I love that. So you've, you've spoken to a lot of skills that we teach parents in our sanity school program. And so I just want to sort of highlight them because I love that you're, what mm-hmm. you're saying sort of naturally reinforces so much of what we talk about in the coach approach about playing to the strengths, really celebrating the successes. We often say the solutions are in the successes mm-hmm. um, and, and modeling that behavior, focusing on self-care, calming yourself down as a way to help kids learn to calm down. Um, and, and we do a whole bunch of work around shifting expectations is really setting realistic expectations makes it so much, so much easier to manage the stressors as, as life brings them to us. 
Um, so Absolutely. I want to pause for just a minute. We, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to give people a chance okay. to find out more about you or your books um, if they'd like to know more. So again, our guest is Marianne Ritchie, who's a private practice school psychologist in, in Palm Beach, Florida, and she's written a number of books. You can find them all in the recommended reading section of our website. Um, if you go onto impactadhd.com and into recommended reading, you can find Raising Boys with ADHD, Raising Girls with ADHD. Um, very soon, I promise to have Focus Dad on there because I'm excited about that one. And her newest book, Stressed Out Solutions to Help Your Child Manage and Overcome Stress. And Marianne, you also mentioned you have a Facebook page that people might be able to find you on. Yes, it's um, Raising Boys and Girls with ADHD. Great. So if you want to find out more, you can find her on Facebook or check out any of her many wonderful books on the recommended reading section on Impact ADHD. So we, we only have about three or four more minutes, just a few more minutes. What do we, how do we want to wrap up this conversation? What do you want to do to sort of summarize it or any final tips that we haven't gotten to that you want to include? Well, the one thing we really haven't talked about, which most parents face at one point or another is stress that occurs in school. Mm. And I just would, would want them to really get information from a variety of sources to find the root cause, especially communicating with school, the school staff. I think sometimes parents are very reluctant to do that. But the schools, you know, for the most part, and certainly the ones that, that I've had experience with, are very open to communicating with parents to try to resolve a situation. And sometimes, you know, if a parent depends only on the child's view, there's another side to that story. And in getting all the information could really help you find the root cause and then work toward resolving that stress. Great. Yeah. The, the strategy we teach for that is curiosity, is to really, when, when something's happening, get curious about what's going on and don't just take one perspective, Good. look at it from a lot of perspectives. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. So anything anything you know, else as we sort of close up? Do you have a Yeah, there you know, one thing I, I message there's like having a like working if your child does experience stress, you know, sometimes they are the very good sources of information about what helps them cope with it. And sometimes you can even use visuals to create a coping menu where they would decide, you know, what helps them. Maybe it's counting to ten, it's giving a hug, it's taking a deep breath you know, feeling their pulse, talking to themselves, drawing, whatever it is, you know, your child's very individual and, and might have a good sense of what helps them. Well, what I love about that is that you're asking your child to be part of the, of the, of the information pool. I think about how many times we have this tendency to try to give our kids a hug or, or do something because it would be useful for us. And it turns out that that's not what they need right then, you know? And so I've I've learned to ask my kids, do you need a hug? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, instead of come here, let me give you a hug because sometimes they need the physical space and sometimes they really want to be wrapped up. Right. Right. And that also empowers them to help be part of the solution, which is definitely, you know, another important thing in handling stress. It's, yeah. And that's your overall goal, empower them 
to learn how to handle it. And by seeking their input, you're doing that. Well, and what I, I, would, I just want to share a story. Last night, I had, a, I had a rough day yesterday and a rough night and came upstairs and the dog had eaten a cake I had spent a long time making for the holidays. And I was just, I was done. I was just so upset. And my son, my 16-year-old son looked at me and he said, Mom, do you need a hug? And it was like it had turned, right? He had learned how to, how to be that support for me and to help me in my stress. And it was just a beautiful, sweet moment. Oh, that was. You have to re- record that for, for future reference. I think I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Marianne, thank you so much for being here and for sharing all of your, your wonderful wisdom with our community. Um, it's been lovely well, having this conversation with you. Well, it was a great pleasure, and I appreciate all the work you're doing to help parents and kids. It's very, very important. Thank you. I appreciate it. Our guest has been Dr. Marianne Ritchie, who is a psychologist practicing in in Florida, has written a number of books, uh, was Florida School Psychologist of the Year in the past, um, and has written a lot of books on raising kids with ADHD and executive function issues, and, and most recently, Stressed Out Solutions to Help Your Child Manage and Overcome Stress. And we've been talking about helping complex kids manage stress in a stressful world. For more information about Marianne's books, you can find them on our website, impactadhd.com, and our recommended reading section, and a ton of other articles on the, on the website, some by her, some by others, a lot of resources for, for parenting kids with anxiety, ADHD, learning disabilities, all of the issues that, that are compounded um, when there's stress in the mix. So feel free to use Impact ADHD as an online resource to help you raise your complex kids. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on the next call. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.